Hello everyone and welcome to episode number four of the Slav Report. Uh, as always, um, your friend, oh, excuse me, episode, five, I guess episode number five, I guess in this instance, is in number four, my apologies, of the Slav Report. As always, your friend, uh, Victor Omar Perez Sanchez from Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, living in the beautiful city of New York. Just a little bit out of it, everyone, as you could probably tell by the time that this episode comes out. But thank you very much once again for joining me for another week of news and excitement coming out of South America, specific, particularly from Paraguay in the Superliga Americana de Rugby. So let us get right to it. So we start the uh, the, the games Uh, or well, sort the the round specifically round four. Um, uh, oh, this time all uh, all teams play on the same day. Uh, this past Saturday, uh, February episode, February, excuse me, April second. You can definitely tell my, I'm out of it. So first we start with Cafeteros from Colombia facing second number rugby from Chile. Very very good match, everyone. And Cafeteros once again impressive and. Unfortunately, not enough, and end up losing by 20 to 19, everyone. Yes, 20 to 19. Cafeteros losing to the team that beat Jawares just a week prior by 20 to 10. So they were that close to win. And unfortunately, what said the what set it up was the last minute kick by Julian Hernandez, literally in the 80th minute, that unfortunately when it went wide and it did not go through. Otherwise, we could be speaking about something completely different and a historic event of uh, Cafeteros winning two games in a row and actually beating the team that beat Hawaii's the week prior. But it was not meant to be. But again, an impressive showing from the Colombian franchise, which in fact, by the way, were not only were they very close to win, but they actually were the ones that set up the, the tone of the game from the get-go, Uh, uh, first, a try by Colombian Diver Ceballos uh, at, four, uh, at the 14-minute mark. I'm um, really happy to see one of the actual Colombian guys scoring as opposed to the, the rest of the team being from, from Argentina. And Diver Ceballos is definitely one of the informed players in the, in the league, again, playing uh, uh, as a... Um, As a, as a third road, specifically a flanker, the number seven. Um, we also had a try by Eliseo Morales at minute 38. And another player, too, uh, that has been uh, quite good at the scoring half position has been Morales. Um, yellow card, by the way, uh, to um, this guy Sanchez. Uh, give me a second. Um, uh, Joaquin Sanchez, there you go, the other flanker of the team. In regards to Segnam, we got tries by Lucas Carvalho and uh, Pequia, I believe it's Franco Pequia, yes, the, the hooker, uh, and all kicking uh, happening through Francisco Uros, who has been definitely the best kicker in the competition thus far. So uh, I watched this match, and, and again, uh, really impressive from Cafeteros. They came with a, earn, a, 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 again, a sense of urgency trying to obviously get into position uh, and push Segnam uh, again to their limit. And again, they were just that close to winning, but unfortunately that missed kick is what unfortunately uh, didn't go the way, but hey, it's what it is. Um, Segnam definitely did notice that Cafeteros was not to mess with and noticed that unfortunately after the high they had against 
Juarez unfortunately did not they couldn't bring it back up. So uh, lessons definitely learned uh, by the Chilean franchise. Uh, after that, we had Olympia uh, Lions, uh, the Paraguayan team playing at home, specifically at Ciudad del Este, uh, again, which is a city up north, clo uh, again, close to the tri-border between Paraguay, Argentina, and Brazil, close to close to the Iguazu Falls, uh, playing specifically uh, against uh, Cobras um, Brazil 15, uh, winning by 42 to 17. Uh, in this instance, Cobras uh, were the ones actually that started scoring. That's interesting because Cobras, I have come to learn uh, as I'm seeing this, that even though they don't win matches, they're usually the first thing to, to score for the most part. In this case, they actually scored three tries from Moraes Lima's and Angui and, and Mares, uh, not sure how you pronounce it. And from the Lions, we had a penalty try, as well as individual tries by Simon de Iglesias in Chaus Bay and two from Julian uh, Keklas at fullback. All kicking coming through um, by Paraguayan full half Sebastián Urbieta, who has been, uh, again, one of the better players of the Paraguayan team. In this instance, uh, Olympia uh, were obviously the ones that, again, even thought Cobras ended up scoring first. They were really the ones that uh, started pushing and pushing. Unfortunately, uh, some uh, injuries uh, for two other players, uh, one of the main ones being Andrea Ruda, uh, which was the best player from Cobras in 2021, unfortunately injured. Uh, not sure how bad the injury is, but I guess we'll find out uh, in Again, as time goes on, in regards to uh, he uh, playing again for the team, again he could be uh, he could either be out for the season or just out for a couple of games. Hopefully, it is the latter rather than the former, but we'll see. Uh, and again, Olympia was able to turn the tide uh, because they were uh, down three tries specifically, and it was like a twelve-zero deficit, and they turned it to nineteen to twelve by halftime. And further on, obviously, second the second um, second half started and went ahead and, like I said, 42 points. And just like Hawaris uh, with, um, sorry, not Hawaris, just like, um, well, actually, yeah, just like Hawaris last week and this week as well, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, um, Cobras, unfortunately, has not gotten the best record in, in this spring uh, since the start of the competition. Four rounds, unfortunately, they're still giving... Uh, cheap penalties and getting yellow cards here and there. One of the main guys uh, being Gabriel uh, Paganini, that I have mentioned before, um, their, their second road. Uh, again, that has become pretty much their, their their yellow card magnet, very similar to Tomas Lavanini, huh, Paganini Lavanini, uh, from the Argentinian national team. Again, and having a, gay, a player that's more of a liability than an asset on the field is... <laughs> Again, not good at all. So we'll see how that goes for them. And then moving on from that, we had the the, the, the definitely what was the well besides the Cafeteros second match, what was I think uh, the best match of the week, which in this case was Hawares uh, against Peñarol. Uh, this was what definitely set up a slart 2022 to be wide open. Because, believe it or not, Hawares actually lost. Second time they lose, and in this instance, they lose against Toronto's up Peñarol from 2021, losing by 27 to 20. 
and not only beating Hawares for the very first time, Peñarol, uh, but again, opening the floodgates, as you could tell by the, the name of this particular episode. Um, so the Uruguayans uh, scored three tries, uh, considered two. They had the better play in general, whether we're talking about uh, in the lineup, the mall, um, def uh, in defense, obviously in attack. And again, the uh, again the Hawaii's team had a problem again with discipline. And actually, two of their guys got yellow carded, specifically uh, Jeronimo Gomez Para and Ignacio Ruiz. Uh, not that close from each other. One at minute 28 and then the other one at minute 54. But still, in regards to the scoring uh, from Peñaro, uh, from Hawaii's actually, let me start. Um, we have a try by uh, Pedemonte and Cubilla, I mean, it's 12 and 65 respectively, and kicking by Jeronimo Prichantelli. Both conversions and penalties that both went through. Um, and again, leaving it to a 20. From Peñarol, we got tries by Andres Vilaseca, uh, Viñals, and Guillermo Pujadas, that has been the informed hooker uh, from the, uh, of this competition. Uh, we got conversions and penalties by Tomás Echeverri, that has been really good, really good, excuse me, uh, from the boot for the Uruguayan uh, franchise. Uh, again, uh, Peñarol definitely came to play and it showed. Uh, and Hawaii, unfortunately, uh, was still, I, I assume, thinking of the, the loss they had against uh, Segnam, which, well, set up what we now see as their uh, second loss. Okay, so with that said, and just uh, checking out what's happening in regards to the table, uh, after round four, so we got Peñarol at one, which I can't believe I'm actually saying that, uh, at um, 14 points, same with Segnam. Uh, then we got uh, Olympia with 13. Hawares at fourth place, everyone. It's so hard to, it's actually so hard to actually believe that. But fourth place for Hawares at 11th place. Again, I know it's only round four, and we still have six rounds to go because it's 10 total. But again, quite surprising. Then we have Cafeteros at uh, six points in fifth place and Cobras at last place with one point. At least they can say that they have something. Uh, and, and that's where we are right now. So uh, coming up in now in round five, we're going to have a second um, against Peñarol. So we're talking about literally number one versus number two. So it should be a really good match. Then we have... Uh, oh, let me see here. Then we have um, Jaguares against Cobras. That should be an easy win for Hawaii's coming back uh, to the winning circle. Uh, it would be hilarious if Cobras makes me look bad. It makes me look bad, but I'm sure they're the one. Uh, again, I'm sure Hawaii's is going to destroy them, uh, and, and possibly might be like a like a bloodbath in regards to points. So mark my words. We'll talk about that next week. And then we got Olympia against uh, Cafeteros. Two teams that are very similar in the sense that they're composed of mainly. Uh, uh, Argentinian players and then their national team players from Paraguay and Colombia respectively, but very different, of course, since Olympia is playing at home. So I'm um, expecting them to win and probably win big time, uh, depending on how things go. And keep in mind, this will be the last round play in Ciudad del Este, and after that, from round six all the way to uh, 10, the semis and the championship, we're going to be located Uh, at um, in, in the Charrua Stadium in Montevideo, Uruguay, for the remainder of the competition, playing right there at the the, um, the Uruguayan Rugby Union's headquarters, uh, which is definitely one of the best um, rugby-specific stadiums, if not the best rugby-specific stadium 
in uh, South America, possibly close to um, Eros de Curupaiti Stadium in, in Asuncion. Uh, then again, I don't really count that as much because Paraguay is still not as, as good as Uruguay, but still. Uh, but yes, everyone, uh, that will be all for, for this episode. That's short, sweet, to the point, really. I didn't want to take more of your time because obviously of the bit of the delay that we had with this particular episode during the week, but hopefully the next one should come up again either for Monday or Tuesday. Uh, keep in mind that this um, uh, round is actually going to be played, um, all of it, starting on April the 8th. So we're talking about this will happen uh, on Friday, actually. Uh, so an old match is going to be on Friday, which is not bad at all. Uh, and then competition is actually going to resume on April the 22nd. So we're going to have a bit of a break, uh, which I believe that will be for Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to have a bit of a break and then we'll come back then. So, but we'll, of course, we'll talk about it more uh, for the following uh, week. Uh, so with that said, everyone, uh, thank you very much for, once again for joining me. And if everything goes well, you should be hearing my voice once again uh, for for Monday to go over again round five matches. So again, once this was Victor. Thanks again for listening to the Slar Report. You take care.